Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, this is something that definitely got lost in the ether. Cameron Smith retires on the eve of the season. What were your thoughts on all how that happened? Oh, I, oh, what, me personally, I absolutely loved it. You know why? Because he didn't dance to anyone else's feet. He didn't, you know, give the media what they wanted. And he didn't go around like everyone was complaining. He's got to say this and he's got to say that. And yet, he doesn't have to say anything. As long as the Storm and him are happy, that is the only, and his own family's happy, that's all that matters. And Cam Smith went out exactly the way he wanted to go out. Mate, I, I thought it was one of the most underrated moments of the year when Cameron Smith took 10 footballs to a park with him and started kicking to corners. I just thought that was one of the greatest trolls of all time. The entire rugby league world is waiting to see what the GOAT's going to do. And just to take the pit, he knew he wasn't playing at that point. He knew he wasn't playing in, in November the year before. He goes down to the park with a heap of footies and kicks to corners. I just thought that was incredible. Um, I think it's something, you know, we, we talk about Tao Malolo, how strong he is. We talk about, you know, Tom Travojevic, how strong, how fast he is. Mate, to his last day in rugby league, Cameron Smith was the smartest guy on and off the field. And I think it's an asset mm. that we, we don't give him enough credit for. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, and when you look at his career, it is absurd. His career is absurd. And and no, absolutely no disrespect to any current Storm players. I, I think they would all all admit this, but Storm probably win the comp if he still plays this year. That's how influential he is at 38. I, I had a Storm player say to me that they don't win 2020 if he's not there and they win 2021 if he is there about two weeks ago. It, that's that's how good he is, and it, it, like I just feel that, and, and this is to take nothing away from Penrith, absolutely not. This is more speaking about, I mean, and, and who knows, who knows, we could be totally wrong, and they get towed up by Penrith, and it's 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 totally different. But if Cameron Smith plays this year, you know, it's a totally different. They they in that semi final, that didn't look like the Storm. And if there was one player that could have gone, boys, what is doing? Um, it's, it's Cam Smith. That's how good he was at the end of his career. I think 
probably went out playing the best footy we've ever seen from a player. I would say that because even a guy like Billy Slater, when he he went out, the tides were changing a bit. He'd gone through his injuries. He was still really good, but it was more, oh, well, like Slater's still moving really well. But Tedesco was kind of entered the picture. Um, you know, Tom Travojevic had had some good years. Whereas a, a Cameron Smith, his last game of footy, he was undoubtedly, by a country mile, the best nine in the game. Mate, I, I would argue, I, I know Ryan Pappenhausen got the Clive Churchill. I, I thought Cameron Smith was the best on the field, to be honest with you. I, I Like, sports bet paid out at half time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I, like, it was it was insane. I remember at the end of the game looking at it, and he was he was like a dollar and eight cents to get it. And funnily enough, 2017 was the exact same thing. He was a dollar and eight cent. And they, and they gave it to Billy Slater, I think, you know, because of the narrative and everything, which which was fair enough. But, mate, I, I was surprised. Like, not saying that Pappy didn't deserve that, Clive. He played unbelievably. He came up with probably the biggest play in that game, that try that he scored off the scrum. But, mate, I thought Cameron Smith mm. was unbelievable. And when you consider that he was in his 18th year of first grade, the rules changed completely to make the game faster than it ever has been. And the oldest bloke on the field was still the most important bloke on the field. Mind-boggling. It's it's Tom Brady-esque. Is it's exactly what it is. Absolutely, I totally agree. And and the thing with the Cam Smith is like the Storm often get associated very strongly with the wrestle, and, and so did Cameron Smith. What I love about the new rules for his legacy is it it drove home. No, no, no. The Storm aren't just these guys that are good at wrestle, and they just managed to have a good dominant period. All the rules changed, and guess who was still the best player in the game? It was Cameron Smith, and we forget. The Cameron Smith was playing before the wrestle came in as well, and he was playing for Queensland. Yeah. And I, I really think it helped his legacy that the rules did get changed because it said, okay, in his most like ardent people that dislike him have to admit he's the goat. Like they, you just have to admit at, at the very least, put it this way. He's the only player, his position is the only player that is out and out the goat in his position. Every other position there's a debate. Like some people don't think Joey is the best seven ever. ever. They say Sterlow or they might, you know what I mean? Some people don't think that Glenn Lazarus is the best front rower. There's, there's a bit of argument. There is absolutely zero. There's not even a peep from people that hate Cameron Smith that wouldn't say he is the greatest nine of all time. Would you agree? Do you agree with he's the only player that is undoubtedly the goat in his position? Oh, without a doubt. I think that it's Cameron Smith and there's a gap and then you can throw together, you know, Danny Badiris, Benny Elias, Steve Walters, but I don't, I, I've never heard anyone really argue that any of those guys is better than Cam Smith. I mm. think the other thing about the 2020 Premiership is that, you know, people also want to say, oh, he always had Slater and Cronk. He didn't. He still got it done. He was 37 years old. He was playing... A, they didn't play a game in Melbourne for the last 16 weeks. He was living out of a suitcase. It, it, like mm. The more you think about what he achieved in that game... And, mate, Penrith were red hot at the back end of that game. Now, people forget. I, th- I think Brandon Smith was sent from the field. I think Jerome Hughes might have got 10 in the bin as well. Mate, it was a soccer team out there. And Cameron Smith just calmed it down, took control of the yep. moment. Um, it's it's incredible. And, you know, I, I said before, um, if, like, he was unlucky not to win the Clive that year. He was unlucky not to win the Clive in 2017. Mate, the, the grand final against Cronulla, if they scored on that last play, do, do you know how many tackles Cameron Smith made in that game? He made 74 tackles in that grand final. 74. If Melbourne would have scored on the bell, he would have got Clive in that as well. I mean, it is, it's insane to think about 
the career that he had. I, I've, I've been saying for a while, if you split his career in two, into half, I think both are immortal worthy. First so nine years and then the last nine years are both immortal worthy for me. He's absolute shoo-in for immortality. Yeah. Like absolute shoo-in. Um, the, the, again, the, the the closest player I think where, again, don't get me wrong, I, I do believe Joey is the greatest seven. Um, but I think there is a much more heated debate of, and a much more reasonable debate of, you know, oh, I actually think that this player is the best seven. Whereas I don't, I truly believe there is no reasonable debate that Cameron Smith isn't the best nine of all time. There's no, any reasonable person um, would not just, you just can't, he's undeniable. And that's why, even though I believe, you know, I think that Lockie is the greatest player of all time. I know it's because of my bias, but you've got to look at Cameron Smith and you look at his career and everything's achieved. No one has come close. He, like no one has come close with his, what he's done. And then I, you know, and not that they are the be all and end all, but fuck winning has to matter at some point. The bloke was, yeah. what is it? Nine origin series. He would have won eight or something along those lines. You know, he, what five, six premierships. Sweet. Take two of them off him. He still won three or four. Like, it's yeah. unbelievable. And, I mean, I'm sitting here going, geez, with all, once again, with all due respect to Penrith, I think if he plays this year, they potentially win a premiership. Uh, you know, you can't say that for sure, obviously, but that's the sort of influence that this guy had. And, I mean, before yeah. Cameron's... It, it, the other thing with Cameron Smith is that, you know, he put up a really good argument that Hooker is the most important position on the field because he was so crucial to Melbourne, but no one else has been able to replicate the sort of influence that he has on a football team. So he's still sort of leaned towards your halfbacks and your fullbacks probably being the MVP guys. But, mate, I, I think Cameron Smith, you can put him into any era of rugby league ever, and I think he would be just as dominant, and I think he would make the hooker position just as important. Mate, you, you have a think about the careers yeah. that are ruined because they existed at the same time as Cameron Smith. Fucking poor old Jake Friend. He won more yep. premierships than Joey, most of the immortals, and he doesn't even get a feature because he was a Queenslander. It came along in the same era as Cam yep. Smith. Alan, to an extent. Well, yeah, mate. Um, <laughs> so, like, you had this this five-year battle between Ennis and Farah, who was going to get the Blues jersey, and you wouldn't even have a conversation about them playing for the Kangaroos. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, so Cam Smith retires, and, and again, I loved the way he did it. So casually, you know what? I'm just going to go down and announce, see you boys, right off into the sunset. He never, ever played the media game. He never really got involved in all that. Um, absolutely the best way to do it. Now, uh, number three, Turbo suffers infamous preseason injury, returns, has essentially the greatest season of all time. Now, when this all happened, when he got injured, I thought, we're done here. Yeah. I thought, we are, we've just witnessed, just witnessed the most potential to never be reached in the history of the game. Truly believe that. I truly believed that Dvojevic would be plagued with injuries throughout his whole career because he's just fought too finely tuned. You know, put him in the NFL or something because that way they can just control his minutes. They can control, you know what I mean? It's, you know, he does a few sprints a game and that's pretty much it. I was sitting there going, we have just witnessed the death of one of the, <laughs> truly could be one of the greatest of all time. But then for him to come back and put the season on that he did, couldn't write it. If you, if you told your kid, when we tell our kids the story of Tom Dravojevich, won't believe when we say he had six line breaks, three tries, two try assists, 10 tackle breaks, and he did it every single week. 
they won't believe it. They'll be like, oh, they're just, you know, rose colored glasses. Our parents are just, you know, remembering the glory days. You know what I mean? They truly won't believe it. And then you got to point out that Des Hasler probably took him off in the 60th minute, put him on ice. (laughs) I mean, it is, it's incredible what he did. I've spoken about this on my page, but mate, just some numbers. He averaged 2.3 Dally M points per game last year. Game. So, if you go back to 20, 2007, Thurston won the Dalian with 36 points. No one's ever scored more than 36 points. Thurston did it in 25 games. If Turbo would have played 25 games, he would have scored 50 Dalian points this year, if you, if you keep that average, which is... For, mate, do you remember how well Cody Walker played this well this year? He only scored 26 Dalian points, so he scored nine less than Tom Trevojevic in 10 more games. Like, it's, it's just... It's- the more the more you look into it, the crazier it gets. Two, he averaged two point three Dalian points, so he was at worst the second best player on the field out of thirty four every week. Week, no matter what, um, and his stats are absolutely crazy. They're like, you know, they're like one point five tries a game, two point five tries. There's something crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, I don't, I don't care what anyone says. No one predicted this year from Tom Dravojevic. No one. Not to this extent. No. And what's really interesting is um, I remember a few years ago said, I think it was along the lines of, would you sign Slater or Tom Dravojevic to Andrew Johns? I'm pretty sure it was, it was Tom Dravojevic and some established frustrator. And he said, Tom Dravojevic. And I, and he got a lot of pushback. Everyone was going, are you serious? Like he's, you know, he's good, but he's young and rah, rah. You know, Joey could clearly see what this guy could do, but yeah. it just, now, when I think about the year that was, it still doesn't seem real. It's still that when you think about the dominance that he displayed and how it was almost, it was like watching junior footy. It was like watching junior footy with the, the one team that has a gun that's going to end up playing NRL eventually, but we were watching it in NRL. And not only did he do it in NRL, he did it on the biggest stage in origin as well. Uh, mate, he game went, one from here. He went to origin without a position and was still the best player on the field. Yeah. Like they, they, they put number four or three on his back, but he just did his own shit. I mean, it was, it was... And then you cast your mind back, you know, to the start of the season. Manly looked like they were going to be lucky to finish last in the first four weeks without him. All of a sudden, they're yeah. a top four side with him, and they are demoralizing teams by 50 and 60 points. Like, he's... It, it, mate, it's a phenomenal So I don't think we'll ever see anything like it. If we are going to see anything like it, you know who it's going to be. It's going to be Tom Trevojevic somehow outdoing himself. I can't. I, if that happens, that's that's you're totally right. At the start of the year, before he started playing, they were lucky if they weren't relegated. It was such poor footy, and sh- and it's just it's shocking that the same blokes that were playing that footy had that crazy great footy for most of the season. You know what I mean? To to think that that same team just with an extra player could turn around and, and turn into the team that the Manly did turn into and the, the team that they are now, it's absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I remember during the season, I think I said that he has just as much impact on a team as any player ever, maybe even the same as Joey. And it got a little bit of pushback about it. Like a lot of people were like, oh, come on, man. Because again, as soon as you invoke the Joey name, it's, it's automatically. But it's hard to argue. He's... It's hard to argue against this point, at least for this 2021 season. He's had the most impact on a team ever, side of maybe Jared Hayne in 2009. But Jared Hayne 
the, the, the Eels weren't going well, but I tell you what, they weren't coming last. They were coming 12th, 12th or 13th. Whereas Tom Travojevic, the start of the Manly season, the first four games, it was the worst start. It's 2002 Cowboys. Second worst, if you take out that Cowboys 2002 start, it's the worst start to the season by a team ever in NRL history in, in since two, since the NRL started 1999 or whatever. Um, 97? 98? 98. 98. Yeah. 98. Um, absolutely amazing. The more absolutely you think amazing. about it, the crazier it gets. It's just the more you yeah. want to dive into it, the more you want to look at Manly without him. Um, you obviously mentioned it's similar to when Joey wasn't at Newcastle. I would argue that you know, one thing Turbo's got to do is probably just own those big stages of finals footy which we know he can do he's done it in the origin arena but once he starts to really dominate those those finals games oh, i don't know how anyone could push back on the joey comparison as far as how effective they are to their individual team um you know brad fitler was very similar with the chooks in the early 2000s freddie had leave and you know that was a star studded they were all test players and they'd all completely mm. shit the bed without him but not to the extent that this manly side have it's yeah it's it's an incredible season and mate there was even games in the back end of the year where he was out guys around him had gained so much confidence in the 10 or 12 weeks leading up to it that they were a different football team to what they were in the first four weeks which to me once again is the ultimate compliment to turbo absolutely and you know what it's a very very good point you're totally right um he has dominated origin multiple occasions but until he dominates finals footy you probably can't you could you can make the comparison to Joey because Joey probably maybe had a couple better players around him, but you would still probably put Joey at number one. You know, especially when when you, when you put Joey when you rerun that two thousand five series, you watch the impact he has on that whole series. You'd still probably have Joey at number one, but I, I do believe that it's it's comparable. I think that Tom Travojevic is right up there as the, one of the most impactful players. Um, on his squad ever. And I think, I, I think the 05 Origin Series is is always the go-to example. But, mate, you go and have a look at that 01 Grand Final against Parramatta. Mate, I think that Parramatta side's the best team to never win a comp. And Joey handled them single-handedly. Like, if they are the equivalent well, they, of... They scored the most points. That that 2001 Eel side scored the most points in a season ever. Mate, Brian Smith was taking players off at the end of games, leaving them on with 12 and 11 players just in case they had to do it come finals time. Like, they were something else. They are criminally underrated, that Parramatta side. And, you know, I'm not sure, you know, like, let's say that Parramatta side is the equivalent of Penrith or Parramatta. I'm not sure if Turbo could come out and lead 30 nil against one of those sides like Joey was capable of doing in a grand final. Again, Turbo's still young. It's scary to think he's 24 years old. He might, you know, if injuries hold out, he's he might have another decade to go, which is terrifying to think about. Yeah. But all he needs to do is take that next step in the finals, which I'm confident he will. I have no doubt whatsoever that he will. It's just a matter of when. And at the moment, he has got the team around him to be able to do it, in my opinion, with Chez and Foz and these sort of guys, but they're getting older. So uh, interesting few years. Hopefully when Chez does retire, Turbo is ready to really own that those final series and dominate it. Do you in, think it's... It's a fair comparison, though. Would you, would you, if you were going to say top ten most impactful players of all time, would you have? Obviously, you'd have you know your Lockies, your Thurston's, your Fitlers, your Lazarus for sure. Would you have Tommy there, or you still want to see him doing the finals? No, I, I would have him in, in the top ten. I think I definitely would, but I, I want to see. I mean, mate, at the end of the game, 
uh, at the end of the day, it's it's still 15 games. I watched Joey and Freddie do it for 10 years, you know. So I, I do want to see Turbo own the big stages. Uh, that That is what will push him into probably that top five, top four, top three, instead of being in the top 10 mm-hmm. at the moment where I have him. But I don't think it's an unfair comparison. I mean, to be clear, I'm not saying career-wise. I'm, I'm talk- we're just talking about, like, the 2021 season. Uh, he's just his impact on the team. He was a 40-point swing. Yeah. He was literally a 40-point swing. You know, I, I just – just crazy. Just crazy. So Once again, um, though, but you, you, depending who you're playing so, is what mm, I would say That's on true. That. Depending who you're playing. Once again, I look at Joey. You know, he laid on 30 points in a grand final against one of the best teams we've ever seen, you know. So yeah. it'll be yeah. the equivalent of Turbo doing that to Penrith or Melbourne, which um, I'm not as confident of him doing it as I was of Joey doing it realistically. Do you think that might be a victim of his position though? Yep, quite possibly. Um, quite possibly. Chance is one leaving it. You know, whereas like Tommy isn't leading the boys around, whereas, you know, obviously Jay was. But I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. you. You still have to have the, when you're talking about career, not just like the one year, you know, these these guys like your fitlers. Glenn Lazarus is another guy that comes to mind for me that never gets mentioned. Yep. He was so impactful. It's crazy when you look at his career. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Won the maiden grand final for Storm. Yep. Won the maiden grand final for Brisbane Broncos. Yep. And won a grand final with the Canberra Raiders. I'm pretty sure at least two of them were in his first year at the club. And oh, I'm pretty sure that was the, the first premiership for Canberra too, 89. Yeah. And so it often gets forgotten that Glenn Lazarus truly was one of the most impactful players because not, not only win the grand final, but the foundation laid for each club for the next 10 years when he was there. They, they all went on to pretty much dominate at least the next up to six years, you know? Yeah, and, and I think now people look back at the Melbourne one and go, oh, yeah, they're a successful club. Mate, putting a rugby league team in Melbourne, absolute rugby mm. league desert, for them to win a comp in their first 10 years, I think would have been impressive. And to do it in yeah. year one, year two, whatever it was, unbelievable. And mm. it's great. And once again, you, you just said, oh, is it because of the position Turbo plays? And I would argue, you know what? Fullback's still a pretty influential position. It might not be as much as halfback, but I'll tell you what, it's heaps mm. more than fucking front row. And this guy won a premiership yeah. everywhere he went. Wayne Bennett dragged him everywhere yeah. he went. And then Chris Anderson looked at him and said, I need him to build this Melbourne side. It's yeah. He, yeah. He's very underrated in that regard. I'd probably have him in my top five all time influential yeah. players for sure. I'd have, I'd probably have him as my, he would be number one, most influential forward without a doubt. I'd say, uh, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, I'd say I, I, I think when you consider the position he played, you know, there could be a fair argument for him being the most influential. Considering he wasn't a halfback, he wasn't a fullback, I think you could make that yeah. argument realistically. I, I probably wouldn't, yeah. but I think there's an argument there. Totally, totally. What's crazy is the fact that it's, you know, Tom had such an incredible year. Even talk about this. You know, I mean, there's no, there's, there's no one else that we could really 
you know, look at and go, you know, they played so well. But the fact that Manly started so poorly and ended up in the top four, in the top four, it is just outrageous, outrageous. So it's always I love talking about this stuff because it's it's um, it also sometimes you you get reminded of you know when you go back over other people's careers and you're like oh actually you know what like yeah. like in the finals he did this like for example Lockyer like he was doing this in in tight Origin matches like tight Origin matches Lockyer would do something to win. Um, now speaking of Origin, New South Wales record-breaking Origin win. This was absolutely incredible it was I, don't get me wrong i don't think any well, maybe in a thousand years or 200 years or 100 years we'll see another eight in a row now i don't i think that this people that compare this new south wales side to the eight in a row i'm not talking about comparing them as in a squad over a period of time but I could take this side in a one-off match against the eight in a row side I truly believe it'd be the highest quality footy, quality footy we've ever seen. I think that's a fair shout. I, I think that a lot of people were trying to compare them just baseline to that eight in a row, which I thought was absolute horseshit. Personally, that's insanity. Insanity, yeah, ridiculous. Um, you consider this same New South Wales side, pretty much the same squad, couple of guys in and out. They lost a series six months before this against a Queensland team that probably featured seven guys that aren't going to play Origin again, realistically, because they had so many injuries. They were down on their knees. So I, I can't mm. I can't put this team over that eight in a row. But what you're saying, when you're being specific like that, I think it would be one hell of a matchup. Um, oh. uh, yeah, I'd find it hard to bet against that Queensland team. As much as I would love to see New South Wales win, you got four immortals mm. in your spine. you got a GI floating around, Hodjo. Um, just an incredible side, you know. Uh, but this New South Wales side, they are very impressive. That game one, being played in Townsville, um, 50 to 6. 50 points in an Origin game was just unbelievable. Turbo, as I said, he didn't have a position. He was just playing footy. Luttrell was absolutely mm. on fire. Um, I, I think the standout guy for me from this series, obviously we'll talk Turbo, Luttrell, they're unreal. Man, I thought Tariq Sims, I wouldn't have picked him. I'm happy to admit it. I wouldn't have picked him. I wouldn't have even considered him, to be completely honest with you. But, mate, some of the shit that he came up with, there's a there's a, there's a a play early in game one where he gets the ball. New South Wales are getting pummeled in their own end. Turbo takes a hit up, he gets bent backwards. To'o takes a hit up, he gets bent backwards. And Sims takes a hit up and makes about 15 metres. And it just, it flips mm. the narrative completely. And it was in the first few minutes, they, they were just rolling after that. Oh, I thought the pick of Tariq Sims by Freddie was just... So special. He did a similar thing with Daniel Saifidi a few years ago. We all giggled. We all laughed. Sorry, is he a top three front row in our game right now? I think he is personally. So uh, I, I think the Tariq Sims pass that he threw to Brian Toto, an incredible one there. Toto scoring two tries on debut. It was unbelievable to, to be have such a shit fight and end up in Townsville. That's the other thing about this Origin series. New South Wales didn't play a game in Sydney. Crazy. They, like they, they Crazy. did not play a game in Sydney and they're arguably the most, uh, you know, I don't think they are, but you could argue that it's the most dominant origin team you've ever seen. They didn't even get a home game. Well, look, again, when you compare them, like comparing us eight in a row, eight in a row is ridiculous. But when you want to bring the specifics down and you go, okay, let's just compare one series or let's just compare one game, it, I truly believe it's one of the best outfits New South Wales has ever presented. Yeah, like I, when you compare, yeah, yeah no, no, like, I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. I don't think any of the Queensland eight in a row teams were as dominant as this one, 
will yeah. say I wonder how dominant that Queensland team would be under these rules. Good point. It's a good point. Be very interesting. Very interesting. I just think when the key the key for me is you've got Nathan Cleary coming into his own, and he's he's truly when you look at his career, it is very comparable against the goats. Again, he doesn't mean he's going to be the goat, but it's very comp- comparable. But when the key for me is when you've got Latrell Mitchell, Tom Trevojevic, and Tedesco, same side, it does start looking like a team like Inglis, Slater, you know, Hodges, or, you know, whoever it was in the other center position. It's very comparable. You know, when you start looking, again, it's, I'm not saying it would be better than Queensland's. I still believe that the Queensland side had so many immortals in it that they would have found a way to win. They would have found a way to win the series. But I do, I do believe it's arguably one of the top sides ever put together by New South Wales for at least just the one-off. I, again, the, the, the key to, to, to good, a good side, a good origin side, it's about can you do it again? Can you do it again? Can you do it the next year? Can you keep those standards up? And that's what made, um, that's what made the Queensland side so brilliant is that every year they continue to do it. Whereas this New South Wales side, they've, they've put together, they've won by a record margin, a record margin. Now it's about can they do it again? Can they turn up next year and do the same thing again? So in a one-off game, I do believe it would be one of the highest quality games we've ever seen. But yeah, compared to eight in a row, it's all about the consistency with those boys. Um, for me personally, I, I, I thought it was a real redemption arc for Latrell. I just thought that, you know, the way that he got dropped and, you know, the way it all went down and the huge outroar from all of it, the media, everything, for him to mature up and come back and just even the way he spoke after the game. He was saying, I'm so lucky to be able to be playing with these boys. It's all about, you know, him just talking, it's all about the other person. It's all about what he can do for the state and for his team. And I just thought it was one of the great redemption arcs and one of the great series. Like him in that first game, he was the one that broke Queensland open. He was, yeah. It was his run that was outrageous, that just tore us apart. So um, it was an incredible win, absolutely incredible. And I think that this team will go down as one of the, the best assembled for, for a specific game. We still don't know whether they can continue. But if you're looking for... If you're going through a cookbook and you're like, I want to put together all the recipe for greatness, I believe we're looking at the recipe for greatness. Now, just because you've got the recipe doesn't mean you're going to cook the, the, the right thing. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to cook the best cake ever. But I tell you what, Brad Fittler, the, the work he's done behind the scenes over the last 10 to 5 years, they've assembled, they're, 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 they're just like, let's say, let's say eight in rows up here. They're down here still stirring the pot, still trying to work out what's happening. But I tell you, it's everything they need. There's no, there's no real excuses. If, if they aren't, if they don't go on to win, you know, the next three or four, three out of four series or, you know, four out of five, it will be because of errors that they made, in my opinion. A fair shout. I also think that a lot of guys in this Queensland team that are going to return, that are going to find, but like I, I don't, th- I think we're scratching the surface of KP still. I think you know yeah, Munster absolutely. could be about to do something special potentially as well. So, yeah, like New South Wales is stacked with unbelievable players, but Queensland, mate, they're not not sitting ducks over there. There, there is some serious talent coming through that Queensland system. I'm, you know, like if for example, if Queensland had only won five in a row. Mate, oh, I've got to tell you, I, I'd, I'd still be nervous if New South Wales are going to be able to match that because I think people underappreciate how fucking hard it is to be able to win that many series in a row, to win two series in a row. Origin history tells us 
it's incredibly hard. If you don't have a Lewis, a Johns, a Fittler, it is a very, very tough gig to win any series back-to-back. Um, back back. Can, can I ask you this? As a Queensland um, fan, supporter, are you more nervous about New South Wales now that Penrith have won a premiership, now that the spine has sort of gone to that to, to that next level? See, see that, that's, a, that's the thing. Um, I believe New South Wales have all the ingredients to be dominant, uh, but I just don't think they have the same... What maybe they are missing the one ingredient that that uh, so I could be wrong, but I I don't think they have the same foundations to utilize those ingredients. And what I mean by that is that Queensland always have a chip on their shoulder. They're the smallest state, you know. You know, rugby league is all about New South Wales. New South Wales have all the teams in it, and so the the reason why I have confidence that although New South Wales have the ingredients to be great they still may drop a, a series here and there compared to Queensland is because of that. They just don't have that same, um, they just have a chip on their shoulder that New South Wales just don't have. You just don't have it. Um, and, and it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a symptom of being us being the little brother. It's a symptom of us being kind of like, you know, we don't get respected and, and you know, the grand final is always at ANZ, you know, all the, all the little things that we can pull on when the, to, to, for example, when, when we won those eight in a row, when we got into the fifth and sixth in a row, we, were, we weren't pulling on, you know, oh, they beat us last year or uh, they would have been pulling on things like, man, remember when, you know, in the eighties, we couldn't even, we had to go and play for New South Wales and all of these little things. So I may have misspoke when I said that New South Wales, are, I mean, don't give uh, where I stand on it. Cause I do believe you have all the ingredients. You've got the players, you, you've got an extremely young squad that your core is, is premiership winning now. Your coach is also relatively young and they all seem to buy on, buy in. You've got a great system now set up in New South Wales. So you have all the ingredients, but will you utilize those ingredients the same way Queensland did? I don't know. And I think that Queensland just have a little bit extra to pull on sometimes um, that New South Wales don't. And I think another example is the series we won six months before this one, we were pulling on things that I feel like sometimes New South Wales just don't have access to because they don't have the same chip on their shoulder. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong? Or No, no, mate. I love the way you just spoke for like four minutes without really saying anything. And I think that's the beauty of origin. You can't, you can't put it into like, I knew what you were trying to say the entire time, but you can never, you can, and you know, nor could I in the sentence before that, you can't put it into words, what Queensland are able to do. And the 2020 origin series sums it up. Perfectly. Yeah. Absolutely perfectly. That was an unlosable series that we found a mm. way to lose. We shouldn't have lost. There's no excuses for losing that. And that is, you know, mm. growing up being a New South Wales fan and being, even before the eight in a row, just being heartbroken every year or two when Queensland seemingly mm. pulls something out of their ass and someone scores a winning try that as a kid, I don't even know who that player is. It's just Queensland yeah. is capable of doing it. And I, I'm not going to attempt to try and put it into words because I, I know I can't, but I'm... I'm confident that this New South Wales team doesn't go the eight in a row, the five in a row, because I know Queensland will find a way at some point. I know there's too many quality players on the other side of that park that when they get their pants pulled down enough, they're going to stand up and they're, they're well, put it this going way. to deliver. Put it this way. Say, let's say New South Wales were in Queensland's shoes right now. They had some really good guys coming through, but Queensland had the same cattle that New South Wales had. I, w- I would be confident to say that we could probably win four, three to four in a row, Queensland. If we had the same cat, like if we had 
Tom Travojevic, Latrell Mitchell, Tedesco, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Law. You know what I mean? If we had that, like I would be confident that Queensland would be able to create an environment that consist could consistently. And it, maybe mate, that's because we've already run eight in a row, so it's very easy for me to say that. Um, mate, you, but you, you yeah, were pretty much in this spot in 2006. You were pretty much in this yeah. spot. You had... You had Darren Lockie. You had a couple of experienced guys that Mal said, it's now or never, or you're not coming back. And they won eight series mm. in a row, and then they brought on your Inglises. You yeah. know, th- these sort of guys that just took it by storm. So I, once again, I know what you're trying to say, and I agree with you 100%. If the narrative was flipped and it was the other way around, I, I, I think New South Wales would struggle to get out of the hole that Queensland are in right now. But I'm confident that Queensland will find a way. I agree. I think I think we really will find a way. You know, it's it's such a it's such a conflicting thing because you you look at the systems that have been put in place by Freddie, and you look at your squad, and you have to say on paper that you do have the team to do something special. Sure. Very rarely do you have the guys that you've got. Um, but yeah, there is something intangible about Queensland that they'll just find a way to. Again, I, I can't put it into words, but they'll find a way to disrupt something whatever it is they'll disrupt it uh disrupt the flow of something in, in a game in a series um and and to be really you know to be frank we've still got guys like sam walker coming through Kalen palmer is 23 24 cam munster is still only 27 28 you know we got some absolute stars coming through so it's not it's not dire situation but there is no denying right now uh roster wise New South Wales depth is just out of this world. I mean, you've still got guys like Bradman Best, Zach Lomax, Katoni Staggs, Stephen Crichton. These guys can't get a crack. Um, interesting times. I don't know what's going to happen. I think this is my final thoughts on it. New South Wales have the ingredients to do something great. Will they? I'm not sure. I think Queensland have that something special that will disrupt it though. That's, that's my take on the next few years. If, if, New South Wales go on to win three in a row. Um, I won't be super surprised though. Um, but I believe Queensland have that special something just to jag a series here and there, just to get that, you know, for example, 2020, just jagged it, just got, just, just, and then all of a sudden your, your streak is broken and we, um, it's going to be really interesting. What I do love about it though, is back in a big way. Yeah. You know, for, I think it, there was a period there for 10 to 12 years where, a lot of New South Wales fans just checked out and were like, man, fuck this. Like, even Queensland fans, I feel like, kind of checked out. Whereas, like, going into this next, you know, this next Origin Series, I, I, we're at the peak of, like, who's going to win? Who's going to – it's just up in the air. And, mate, I, as much as it kills me to say it as a New South Wales fan, absolutely kills me. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think that if Cooper Cronk doesn't break his arm in game one of 2014, it's probably they 10 win. in a row. I, you know, yeah, it, I, it was six nil when he left the field. They lost every mm. moment after that until he came back in game three, and they won that by thirty. Once again, just yeah. the influence of Cooper Cronk that people underappreciate unbelievably. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm super interested. I, I, I just, I don't know where my thoughts land on this because there's so many moving pieces. You know, you look at things on paper and you'd go, man, this New South Wales truly can do something special. But then you, you can never discount this Queensland you know, intangible thing that Jags wins um, in Jags series. Now, no, sorry? I fucking hate it when you say Queensland thing and it's ridiculous, but I know exactly what you mean. 
I apologise for not having the fucking vocabulary to to express it. But it's like everyone in New South Wales gets it too. We hear you say this, and we're just like you muppets. Like you don't even have a word for it, but it beats us every (laughs) single time. Now. Uh, number one moment, uh, Panthers win grand final after losing week one of the finals, playing three tough games against the Eels, Storm, and South. Thoughts? Yeah, mate. Uh, three grand finals in a row for me. That was the sort of caliber of games that the Panthers had to play. Um, it was funny. I remember the week they played Melbourne. I, I gave them no hope of winning that. But then in grand final week, I almost gave them no hope of losing the grand final. So I essentially gave them no hope of being there, but then I gave them no hope of losing it, which was is a crazy turn of events for them to beat Melbourne in that game and you know I've had people message me over the last few months Penrith had things go their way and you know what yeah they did but you get breaks and it's how you take advantage of those breaks that you get and Penrith they took advantage of each and every one of them uh, whether it was you know the referees having a short 10 in the grand final they took advantage of it South Sydney could have taken advantage of that as well uh, they had the injuries to the to, to the two Melbourne Storm uh, middles early I mean that, that's unlucky but shit happens I mean it's, it is what it is it's rugby league sometimes you're going to get little things go your way you've got to take advantage of them Penrith did oh, I thought that grand final was a pretty even playing field they just played better they were smarter um, they they took advantage of, of what was on offer and um, you know Nathan Cleary is just the standout for me I was I was running over his Dally M numbers um, and you know Dally M it's not an exact science it's not the best thing to go off obviously I understand that but Mate, the last two years, he scored 30 and 24 Dally M points in 18 games both seasons. So it's it's 36 oh, yeah. games of football, 54 Dally M points. Um, that means that over the last two years, on at 1.5 Dally M points per game, which compared to Turbo isn't that impressive. But when Thurston won in 2007 with the most Dally M points ever, he was going at 1.4. Wow. For, for two years, Cleary in regular season has been going better than what Thurston did. And he made two grand finals in that time. He won one of them and got a Clive Churchill. So, yeah. Wow. Only it's numbers, just... but I mean, and yes, Dally M, it is not the exact science, but fair whack of who's playing decent football. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the moment for Ivan Cleary putting the Clive Churchill over his son's head after everything that he'd been through, you know, making that extremely tough decision to turn his back on the Tigers and go back and coach his son. Even when he got there, they struggled and everyone said it was a bad decision to get rid of Anthony Griffin. How could they do this? Nathan Cleary, you know, the, the club has invested too much in him. For him to just go, boom, Clive Churchill, premiership, absolutely incredible moment. Um, yeah, the Penrith Panthers, I just love what they've brought to the game. They've brought a different energy. There's a different feel about them. They're fresh. They're fun. They're young. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and, you know, in the semifinal, I, I agree with you. I I thought Storm would win and win comfortably against yep. the Penrith Panthers. You know, I didn't give them no chance, but I just – the Storm had played so well all season and the Penrith Panthers just looked a bit shaky. I was thinking – Against the Rabbitohs, I think they lost a couple of weeks before, and uh, oh, well, a week before, really. Yeah. And was, was it the week before? They, they, um, they, anyway. they, 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 they lost to the Bunnies in week one. They then beat Para, and then they had to play Melbourne. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, they shaky against Rabbitohs, and I was just like, I don't think they have it in them to beat a team like the Storm, and for them to gutsy like grind that win out, absolutely incredible. I mean, what a year for Penrith! What a weird year for rugby league in the Western of Sydney. It's been a while since. They've had much to celebrate out there, but 
it's been so good for the game. So good for the game. Um, but that is, uh, that is us for the day. The great guru. Uh, we are all done. Top 10 moments done. We will be back next week. Make sure to follow the guru on Instagram at rugby league guru. We've also got Facebook rugby league guru and podcast rugby league guru uh, on all good podcasting apps. Anything else guru? No, mate. Fingers crossed. I got, I got a voice next week. Uh, you might've done me in here just quietly. Apologies, apologies for that, but you're such a good bloke, you did it for us anyway. So uh, make sure to grab a case of bloke in a bar, beautiful beer of summer, the beer of sport. I mean, we're going deep into top 10 moments. Tell me another beer that's doing this kind of stuff. I, I don't see it. I don't see a beer loving sport as much as we. Grab a case of bloke in a bar. As usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you. All good, bro? Yeah. How long was that? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 